0: Welcome to Healing Beyond Physical, a podcast, a sacred transmission from my heart. I am your host, Omokiram Patrawala, and I will be here every week by your side, guiding you and empowering you to get curious and bring compassion to your healing journey so that together you can heal beyond the physical and come home to your whole self. Hello and welcome, beautiful community. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Renata Mola, who is our very special guest. Dr. Renata is a licensed naturopathic doctor and a trained homeopath. She practices in Ontario, Canada, with a focus on fertility, conscious conception, pediatrics, and women's health and she sees clients virtually and in person and today's topic um, is about conscious conception and I'm so excited to have her here as our guest as she shares her wisdom as it relates to how can one really empower themselves on this journey and um and you know, just other wisdom that she may have as um, she's also a mom. So I'm going to pass it over to her and um, have her invite her to say hello. Welcome. Thank you
1: so much for having me Amul. This is an amazing opportunity, Um, a passion that we both share, (laughs) conscious conception and empowerment and all of that. So I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, seeing your guests or your, your
0: audience, I should say. <laughs> no, I, I think it's such it's going to be a treat. Um, Renata, if um, you want to share a little bit about um, just your personal journey in terms of being a mom, and um, you know from that sort of tying into conscious conception, what that means to you, and how has that woven into into your Embodied experience yeah
1: sure so um, conscious conception to me is basically the idea that you're involving soul or the spirit of the child in its own physical conception mm-hmm. so um, ideally this begins before the child is physically conceived. Um, to me this was sort of a new concept to me until my own daughter sort of showed up to me in the more spiritual realm before she was conceived. And, um, it turns out this is actually a very common thing throughout history, mm-hmm. but of course, like so many things has become buried and totally kind of put away from the public eye. Mm-hmm. And, um, unfortunately I think it really disempowers women in this journey to motherhood, which is the most should be, in my opinion, the most empowering journey a woman ever makes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are so many reasons that that gets cut at the knees, so to speak. Um, So yeah, you know, a lot of cultures, a lot of traditions in the past knew that women had this connection to their unborn children Mm. and knew that you could essentially sing and dance these children into physical being, Mm. dream them into being. Um, And I, you know, I was so fortunate because this path kind of found me. I was not looking for it. I had no intention of even becoming a mother for a very long time. So Mm -hmm. it, um, it totally found me. But now this has become a big part of my work, and a massive part of my, just my passion, bringing this into my practice with those women who are interested in this. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is that it can, of course, it can be started before that child is conceived. Mm -hmm. But it can also be, you know, I personally feel that even if you're six or eight months pregnant Mm -hmm. whenever you choose to connect with your child in a more deep spiritual way the better because babies need connection and whether that baby is six weeks in utero or just about to be born um it doesn't really matter the the stronger and the deeper and the more frequent the connection the better so this this has kind of become a big part of what I teach women and what I help them to do.
0: What a gift! That is truly such a gift that um, you're part of that movement of allowing and empowering women to essentially um, reactivate that pattern for ourselves, right? Because we carry that through our lineage, like you said. It's it has been practiced probably generations ago and then somewhere along the way there was a disconnection for many many reasons and a disempowerment in this journey of conception and motherhood and here we are still holding that um, knowing at a cellular level innately within us that innate wisdom and and you, you are sort of helping kind of reignite that knowing that's already within us and, and that's such powerful medicine and such powerful work that is so needed and so needed. And I want to go there because as to why, you know, why this is such an empowering way to embrace coming into motherhood. Um, I, I, I want to, I want us to talk about that because you and we have spoken about that and I, I want you to share your voice on that as to, Why, why, why is that relevant? Why, why does someone need to stop and listen to this conversation today if they haven't yet um, had a child that are thinking of having a child and or are pregnant? Why is this relevant? Well, I think,
1: so I often think about this, that if I, if there was one message that I wanted everyone in the world to know, Mm -hmm. the message would be, come back to yourself and trust yourself. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where we give our power away. We give our trust away to external sources. Mm -hmm. My perception of that situation is that it's not going so well for us. Mm -hmm. I think we live right now. It's such a potent and incredible time. We're moving into the age of Aquarius now. Yes, This is the age, you know, ideally where we're coming home to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're returning to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And to me, this whole topic is so important because when you start to incorporate the soul of your child into their own conception process, Mm -hmm. it actually encourages and invites you to come back to yourself Mm -hmm. and to listen to your own heart as opposed to listening to, let's say, a fertility doctor Mm -hmm. or listening to the news that says after 35, these and these Situations happen, or you're not going to get pregnant, or whatever. You know, stuff is out there that mm. is is kind of damaging and not so productive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to me, it's it's like asking the question: Okay, so you want to have a child? What does your heart say about that? Mm-hmm. What are your dreams saying? What does your intuition say? Have mm-hmm. you met this child's soul in, in the dream time? Do mm-hmm. you dream at all? You know, mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, And so to me, it's totally relevant because not only does it bring the woman back to her own self, Mm -hmm. but it empowers her to give this gift of trust to her child as well to say, I'm going to trust when you show up for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust your message over whatever I hear in the external world. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't take into account what other people might have to say, but it means that ultimately your inner guide is the authority at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so much now coming out about a child's experience in the womb, you know, when a mother Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: bathing that child in love and trust and support versus fear and uncertainty and anxiety. And, you know, we've both been pregnant. It's, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a, of course there's going to be anxiety they're Absolutely. for there not to be yes but it's a question of are you also taking the time every day to sing to this child to speak mm-hmm. to them to just sit there and, and listen to what they might be sharing with you mm-hmm. um and so it's it creates this relationship between the mother and the child where there is such a deep connection and there's such a deep sense of trust mm-hmm. i think um You know, like we live in in an age of technology, and so many people are relying on medical interventions throughout their pregnancies Mm -hmm. to tell them about the pregnancy Mm -hmm. and about the baby that they're carrying, as opposed to turning within and looking within and saying, what's the situation? Is everything okay? How are you doing? What energy are you picking up when Mm -hmm. you connect with the soul that's now growing in your body? Yes. It's magical when you get down to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's yeah. also because I think so many of us have been conditioned
0: that mm-hmm. until
1: an ultrasound or until a genetic test or until right. whatever it is tells you that it's okay, you know, women live in this limbo place of almost not connecting until they know that everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And energetically, I always wonder what message is that sending this baby? What yeah. are they bathed in? during that time
0: Mm -hmm. that is so powerful I'm going to say that again for those who are listening that your last statement as to to really pause and reflect on what Renata just shared you know when you are like so busy with life like you said Renata you know in that external world doing 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 and you haven't yet created space to connect at that core energetic level we need to pause and ask ourselves how would i feel you know if i was trying to reach out Mm -hmm. to someone make connection and i'm not receiving anything in return i think we can all relate to that i'm sure we've all experienced that Um, So in this moment, to recognize that that similar experience is happening in the womb space as well, And, and to even pause, and if you're pregnant right now and you're listening to this, to just pause and place your hand on your beautiful belly and just breathe into it for a moment, feel your own heart sort of starting to settle, and kind of get curious about Hello, beautiful soul. you know what's going on in there? How are you feeling? and as you ask your that, that, that beautiful soul have your feeling, tune in to have your feeling because that's a shared experience absolutely absolutely everything's right.
1: a message yes.
0: so so really as um, you're moving through this pregnancy and if you're listening you know, to really create that relationship and cultivate that space for that connection, that very intentional connection. That's what Renata is talking about. You know, I, I think that what's a common practice that a lot of parents do is, you know, reading to their child. And I think that's amazing, because that's a great place to start. And I would say, let's get more intentional about this. Let's not just stop there, you know, throughout your day, it's, Truly, I feel, Renata, that the soul is teaching us how to start pausing and truly checking in on ourselves because every experience in the room is a shared experience. Mm -hmm. So, as we pause and check in on ourselves and say, How am I breathing in this moment? And how am I feeling? How's my heart beating? oh, you know, I haven't eaten for the past hour and my stomach's growling. Once we start tending to our needs and tuning into our being, being. now there's that connection that you've also established to that beautiful soul. The chances are they're feeling, sensing the same as you are.
1: Yes, absolutely. One of the things that I recommend to people who are, are pregnant is just keep a journal mm. every day because one of one of the things that that does is it reminds you okay you know what let me just sit with myself for 5 minutes yeah and just put my place my hand on my womb take some deep breaths and just notice what comes up what feelings come up mm-hmm. am i seeing any images what thoughts are popping into my head what, you know does the baby kick at a particular time when i have a certain thought
0: mm-hmm. that's interesting
1: yeah. you know just really taking the time to connect and just write down your experience mm-hmm. um and it's a beautiful thing to do because then it gives your your baby like once they're born i always think you know i hope my daughter's so interested in this when she's whatever <laughs> 18 years old or however old to say like there was documentation of every single day from your the moment you were i mean from before she was conceived but certainly mm-hmm. after she was conceived all the way through where she can know exactly what her mother experienced every day and what she was going through, because that's her story, too. That's her history. Those are her roots. Yes. Um, I think it helps to have that connection to yourself in such a profound way, because you're coming into a world that's going to try to remove that connection from yourself and connect you to something outside. hmm. Mm-hmm. um so you know the more that you can create for your child a deep foundational connection mm-hmm. not only to you as the mother as being an attentive person who can be present and, and mm-hmm. with that child mm-hmm. but to themselves because mm-hmm. that's going to take them throughout their entire life right you're not absolutely. always going to be there absolutely they need to have that connection with themselves and to have a deep rooted anchor into their their own heart and their own soul
0: Hmm. That is um, wisdom that I feel like everyone who's going to tune in is, I hope, sort of taking in and absorbing and, you know, go back and listen to it again, if it sort of doesn't land immediately, because some of these concepts, unfortunately, can feel a little foreign up front, right? Yes. Um, because, yeah, Renata, you're right, we, we live in a world that truly keeps um, taking our attention outwards, right? And even our senses, right? As soon as you open your eyes, you're sort of taken by everything that's around you. You open your phone and then you're engulfed by that world and different worlds that will just keep pulling you outside. And right. um, and so to even have this conversation of like inwards and wow, I can actually use this time um during conception. Um to connect, to tune in, and to actually build those skills now in the womb might feel a little new for some of our listeners. And I just want to acknowledge that, that if you're one of them, it's okay, because I surely did not have my um, first few children with that awareness. And I just want to acknowledge that it's okay, you know, because some of our listeners might have already had children, and they're listening to this and wondering, oh, no, have I missed out? And um, I I want to pause there and say no. As soon, it's like knowing that I'm always doing the best I can with the awareness I have. And um, maybe Renata and myself will record another podcast to talk about how about the mom's who have children and how do we consciously sort of now support them? And I I feel like that could be a whole different conversation in and of itself. Right. Um, But I do want to acknowledge those moms, if you're listening, and if you've had children already, please know that it's not over and you've not messed your kids up and none of that. No, this conversation is about empowering you and planting seeds um, in your awareness so that if you're listening to this and another friend of yours is expecting, then here's your opportunity to pay it forward. Just the way we're doing here, right?
1: Yes, And I just want to say there's divine timing to everything. Yes. It's entirely possible that the children who were born to women who were not as aware at that time, they didn't need that for whatever reason mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. That's okay. The soul chooses you for a very specific reason mm-hmm. and you taught them other things along the way that they needed in that moment. And the other thing too is, you know, a human brain is not fully developed until 26 years of age. We forget that we kind of think like, Oh, if we didn't get the first 10 years, right. Then it's over. Yes. And like, of course, you know, you want to make sure those, those foundational years are as good as they can be, but also life happens. Mm-hmm. Our own, we evolve as conscious beings and as mothers, mm-hmm. certain things are completely out of our control. So, you know, you don't want certain things to happen to your, in your child's life, but you don't always have control over everything. Exactly. So I always say, every day is an opportunity to start again. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely have days with my daughter that I'm not proud of so, you know, cause I'm not a perfect person. I have my mm-hmm. own trauma that I'm still trying to work through and that shows up in various mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. but it's about consciousness. It's about bringing consciousness to it and being aware to say, Whoa, that came out that I didn't mean for that to come out. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. This is why it's happening. And then how do you, in the next moment, try to be better? How do you try to integrate that? And, you know, you're always learning. So just be, have compassion because that's the most important
0: thing. Yes. Thank you for saying that Renata. And I hope our listeners are taking that in and just kind of sighing it out as you hear this, right. It's (laughs) never too late ever, never. Okay. It's never too late. And, um, I I want to touch upon what Renata just shared in terms of trauma. So, um, you know, when I think of conscious conception, personally, for me, um, what I've noticed is, yeah, we, we, we carry so much trauma through our lineage, through our experience in our mother's womb, and through our life experiences. And What's fascinating to me is that if we can bring consciousness to preconception and conception, then all of a sudden you have this experience to heal a lot of that alongside, along with the soul that is in your womb space and the analogy of the womb being this classroom, this lived experience that they're having. and. To me, that is really empowering, because that means now when the child's born, they're not coming out with those patterns that, you know, that you are now working as an adult person, um, working through that. They're already free of those patterns. And to me, that's where it's like, aha, So this is how we can impact our future generation. And this is what I know gets Renata and me fired up is this. Because now, you know, when people ask, how do I change the world? It's like... We change by bringing it into ourselves first and think about the impact. You're going to impact that lineage because if this baby and as this baby is born without these patterns that you were carrying and that you've been healing through your pregnancy or even before, because you can start this work before, right? This baby is free. And imagine a generation of consciously conceived children. what that world will look like
1: this is the thing I mean it gets me so excited because (laughs) I really feel like no matter how small like literally no matter how small I'll give you an example from my own pregnancy um so we were supposed to go in sort of for the first ultrasound Mm -hmm. and it was scheduled and there was no like I I didn't really know much about anything about anything at that time because it wasn't really something that I was super interested in But a few days before, I just started having this dread feeling, Mm. this feeling like, no, I just, something's going on. I don't know what it is. Mm. And um, I would keep being brought back to the idea of getting this ultrasound, getting this ultrasound. Mm. And I thought, well, you you know, you have to get an ultrasound, like you can't not do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But every time I would think of it, I would have this dread feeling Mm. and you know, it was important for me to unpack that because what mm-hmm. is that about? Am I mm-hmm. anxious about what the results would be? Well, that's not necessarily reason not to do it. Mm-hmm. Is it something else? Like what's going on? So it's always important to get curious. I think.
0: Yes.
1: Um, but I started researching ultrasound and I discovered some things that made me very uncomfortable with mm. having this intervention for my child. Um, and I call it a child and I realize some people might not resonate with that. For me, you know, I identified my baby as a child the moment she was conceived. I mm-hmm. fully respect that not everybody sees it that way and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I call it that because that was my experience. Um, so anyway, I'm starting to look into it and I thought to myself, okay, it's it's actually that I'm not comfortable with this as an intervention. Mm. So how can I you know, how can I go within and sort of like start to look at what's going on and get information in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so I actually started to connect to my womb and to connect to my baby and just kind of ask questions like, are you okay? Is there, do, can we not do this ultrasound? Is it in your highest, best interest to do it? Mm-hmm. And just tuning into what came up. And actually I ended up not doing it mm-hmm. because the message I kept receiving was everything is okay. Don't worry so much, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think, you know, that's just one example, but energetically, the message that my child received in that moment was, mm-hmm. I trust you, mm-hmm. even, and I'm going to go against sort of conventional wisdom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I trust you more than a sort of preset schedule of what you're supposed to do throughout pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to be really clear and say I don't, I'm don't. i not advocating that other people do this because it's a personal thing and everybody has their own um, medical history mm-hmm. and all of that. So I'm in a way saying don't get ultrasounds. <laughs> I'm just giving an example from my own pregnancy mm-hmm. of choosing instead to tune in to the soul of the child, have a conversation and make a decision with their input as well. Not just to kind of like, Unconsciously go through the motions mm-hmm. um, because you know it's to me it 's every little step, every everywhere that you can bring the child 's soul in mm-hmm. I think just creates a connection, and it creates this feeling that we 're in this together you know i 'm not yes i 'm your mother, and once the baby is born, mm-hmm. you know yes i 'm mm-hmm. your mom, and i 'm here to protect you and keep mm-hmm. you safe and love you, but this is an absolute co-creative mm-hmm. teacher relationship. Yes. You are teaching me as much as I'm teaching you. And often I feel my daughter's teaching me way more than I'm teaching her. Um and I think it just sets up such a different relationship between the mother and the child or the parent, you know, it could be a dad too. Mm-hmm. Between the parent and the kid to know that you are equal as souls you're totally and it's a shared co-creative journey yes I that I like yeah. I
0: no I love that that word co-creating because um I find that if we can um, take ownership of co-creation and say yes to co-creation then that's where that consciousness is going to grow and develop and be fostered right versus feeling like There's this baby and things are happening and they're happening outside of my control. And quite often then we disconnect even with the baby because now our adaptive protective mechanism has kicked in because now it's not safe to connect. But, you know, um, so we can see the relevance of even Getting curious before conception about what beliefs do I embody, about birth, about being pregnant, and and then sort of taking it even further and getting even more curious. I I'm like Renata, my Renata, you always speak my language. I'm like yes, curiosity, compassion. It's like and then it's like getting even more curious and saying okay and you know, let me if if your parent is around to have those conversations about, you know, the beliefs that they were carrying, um, when you were in their womb space, and or stories, right, like stories are so powerful, to understand your lineage in sort of what's, what is the story of your lineage, because chances are whether you consciously recognize it or not, you're holding that same story. And it's, a belief that you may not even know that you're caring?
1: 100%. I think I've, you know, if you're able to find out your own birth story, I think it's such a powerful way to get to know yourself or if you're able to work with various plant medicines yes. or different techniques that can help you sort of go back there. Because the reality is that whatever your, whatever your mother's experience was when she was pregnant with you, that is imprinted Mm -hmm. on your being. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can't overcome it and you can't heal Mm -hmm. from it. I absolutely believe that you can, but until you look at it, it's unconscious and it's running a lot of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, we think that life begins at birth, but that baby is experiencing everything, the emotions, the physical things you're putting into your body, everything, you know, if, If There was a lot of fear around the pregnancy, if there was mm-hmm. a threatened miscarriage, if there was a trauma during any time, you know, did the father leave at six mm-hmm. months just in? Mm-hmm. All of these things are critical messages to that child about what's going on in the outside world. Is it safe out there?
0: Mm-hmm. what
1: am i What am I going to be born into? Yes, and we kind of spoke about this earlier, but that as a society, like one of the best things that we could do is care for mothers better. And that includes women who are trying to conceive, women who have yes. conceived, and women who have recently given birth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I often think, like here in Canada, we're so lucky that most women can take a year off maternity yes. leave, sometimes even 18 months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so arbitrary. I mean, what is a year? I mean, we all know what a year old baby looks like. They can't do anything by themselves. They're completely helpless. Mm -hmm. And now you're giving them to a stranger for eight hours a day. I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's nuts, like absolutely insane, but we all do it Mm -hmm. or most women do it. Mm -hmm. And. You know, just from a, like, we know so much more about attachment now and what do babies need they need a strong attachment and not that it can't come from Mm -hmm. someone outside of the family. Mm -hmm. Of course it can, but I often wonder too, like how many women are, what does that do for the woman to now give your child Mm -hmm. to someone else for most of the day? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I just think, imagine like a lion doing that or a chimpanzee. (laughs) Right. (laughs) our closest relative the chimpanzee
0: mm-hmm.
1: They're with their kid for the first five years
0: mm-hmm. yeah they don't even give birth for the first four I believe interesting yeah it's very fascinating that and I think that can be another whole discussion <laughs> that, uh, that piece that sort of the you know once baby arrives and um, all the decisions that were grappled with Um, all, All I want to say is that, and I know that your intention is the same, Renata, is to bring consciousness to those decisions, right? And versus kind of just acting out a program that society has sort of imposed in our belief system, or maybe has come because, you know, that's kind of what's happened over the last few generations. So we're, and everybody around us is doing the same. To pause and tune into and make a choice for yourself, right? Because each of our capacities and what we have capacity for might vary. And there might be ones, some of us, who could say, Yeah, you know, I do want to consciously spend this time and use this time to kind of deepen this relationship and this connection. And or perhaps you will consciously decide that you know, I don't have capacity to be with baby, you know, for X amount of time. And maybe it's that I'm going to find a way that the time that I have, I'm going to be really present is wishing it away and getting caught up in like the chores and the to do's, right? Um, each family has to find that. But I, I think what I'm hearing from you, Renata, is that choice piece in and getting conscious about what we're doing coming out of that Automatic pilot mode and just like rinse rather repeat because it, everyone's doing it, you know.
1: 100%. And you know, I w- I am self employed, so I had to go back to work after three months. It was just a financial mm-hmm. necessity. Yeah. Um. But you know, and it was part time, but yeah. still, it was gut wrenching. I was like, I just want to be with my baby. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not in work right now. Yeah. And I'm somebody who loves my work, so I can't even mm-hmm. imagine people. They- back to jobs that they don't even connect with or they're not yeah. really passionate about it but yeah I mean there are financial realities for yeah. all of us there's definitely a mental health reality like mm-hmm. I, you know there's I'm not the type of person who can just be at home with a baby all mm-hmm. day that mm-hmm. doesn't work for me mm-hmm. um, but it's exactly that it's being conscious and saying okay you know like what are we going to choose to do in this situation, as opposed to just doing what everyone else is doing exactly. around you, what the expectations are, and all of that, exactly.
0: for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so important. All right. I'm, I'm looking at time, and I know we want to sort of keep these conversations short for those who are tuning in so they can kind of take nuggets of wisdom and then sort of be inspired and then come back for more. And I feel like Renata, we might have to have many more conversations because I made lot of notes and I was like, there's more I want to talk to you about. There's so much more <laughs> as we started speaking. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a big topic. And, and because we're trying to reignite and remind everyone in these conversations of that knowing that we hold that we hold that if we really sit with it and we just allow it, there's going to be a knowing that's going to come into you uh, for our listeners. And they're going to be like, Oh yeah, you know, um, there is something, a resonance I'm feeling and everyone, you, you know, resonance is felt differently in everyone's bodies. There's a knowing or sometimes a shiver or like, just like I've heard this before, right. In so many ways we can have resonance and, I I just invite everyone as you listen or re-listen to these conversations that Renata and myself are going to have to to really tune in. Like, this can be an opportunity to be reflective because this conversation is is a conversation and I feel like, Renata, there is an energetic sort of transmission happening that others can tap into and tune into and receive from. So... Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's,
1: again, I think I think because of the nature of this conversation and how foreign, as you mentioned, it can be to so many people, I think um, it's just, we're sort of just showing options of other ways that yes. somebody can go about their conception journey mm-hmm. and go about their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's wonderful because so many women now do think about nutrition and stuff like that mm-hmm. during their pregnancy you know, most people don't smoke anymore and yeah. we're aware of things that have an impact on the child. Yes. Um, but I think the next frontier is what, what about emotions? What about spirituality? Mm-hmm. What about consciousness? Yes. And what are those impacts on, on this future human that you're, you're going to be bringing into the world? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think as a society, we're sort of now starting to get to like where there's more awareness around mental health, you Mm -hmm. know, and for some of us, it's like a very painfully slow evolution, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it is an evolution. And I think the time in utero is just a whole other you know, it's, and it's an entire other thing that as a society, we're going to start to see wow, yes, all of these things have a big impact. It's not just about what you eat and what you're exposed to, even though those things are critical. Mm-hmm. But it's also what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what experiences you had, how much attention you paid. Um, you know, and again, not just in utero, but up until 26, at least. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Adult, <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's so many points of influence, really, and um, and just uh, saying yes to you know today, I'm just gonna say yes to getting curious, and maybe that's where you know if this is very new to you. Just get curious, and I'm gonna drop a couple of resources. And renetta if there's any resource that sort of has supported you, um, feel free to share, and we'll put it in the show notes. But off the bat, I'm thinking of uh, Bruce Lipton's work. In uh, the book *The Biology of Belief*, um, there's a chapter. I think it's called "Parent as Epigenetic Engineers," and uh, maybe our next conversation can be around that. We're not a uh, epigenetic. That would be
1: awesome. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Lipton's work.
0: Yeah, amazing.
1: Um, and the HeartMath Institute, in general, mm-hmm. another really good resource to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much coming out about our hearts and how it's like a, a little brain, right? Mm-hmm. There's our hearts are the seed of knowing. Yes. Um, so just, yeah, I would say if you take anything away from this conversation, I would say, try to come back to your heart mm-hmm. and an exercise. Can I share an exercise?
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. Please do. <laughs> so,
1: um, yeah, I think for Anyone for whom this resonates, something that I often tell my patients to do or, or suggest for them to do, is during their moon time, when they're having their menstruation. Mm-hmm. just make it a practice that every day of your bleed so let's say you, you bleed for four days. Mm-hmm. So for those four days, just spend five minutes with your womb. Mm. And by that I just mean, put your hand on your womb, close your eyes and tune in. And for though you know, for some people, this is going to feel super foreign and you're going to experience nothing. You're going to, you know, nothing's going to come mm-hmm. up. But I promise you month after month that you do this, you will start to notice that actually you're receiving very important messages and guidance. And it might not be every single day. It might not be every cycle, but again, I come back to divine timing. Mm-hmm. If you're paying you're allowing room for your womb to speak to you it will tell you what you need to know in the moment that you need to know it so I think it's an extremely powerful practice it's very simple but once you really get into it it's it's very my womb has guided me through so many things I always go to it as a as a mentor you know if I'm having a there's a question if there's an uncertainty Mm -hmm. Um,
0: it's your root. It's really important. Yes. Yes and yes. And so many yeses to that. Again, you've just opened up another conversation that we'll need to follow up on. So the listeners are listening. Well, my heart was like, yes. I mean, all I'm going to say is that we have our energetic and spiritual heart center, you know, as the fourth chakra. And the room is also, in sort of many lineages, considered the, our second heart for our women. And um, <laughs> all I'm going to say is take Renata's invitation in this moment and just get curious and try that practice because there is a need to reclaim our wild feminine landscape. And um, that's where you start. This is how you start the work, (laughs) how she's guiding you. So um, I hope, I hope that this wisdom that you've shared, Renata, is, you know, one that people really get curious about and just give it a try, like just for fun too. I always say kind of have fun with these things, right? We don't have to get serious, like have fun. And if anything, that's going to help connection, right? With yourself, so I always look at it as, you know, what sort of the pros and cons, it's an investment in myself and connecting with myself with a space that probably I haven't checked in for a long time. Yes. So why not? Why not say worst yes? case
1: scenario, you'll be very
0: bored for five minutes, <laughs>
1: five minutes.
0: I mean, if, if we trade it off with uh, my spiritual teacher always said to us, she would say, um, go when we said we didn't have time she'd say okay everybody whip out your phones and go on IG and look at how much time you've spent on IG today 100% percent it's so true it's, it's like, so true and then she'd ask what were you doing in that time were you creating like you know and inspiring or were you consuming and she that most of us were just kind of consumed all consumed and yeah. she's like okay so If it's 30 minutes you spent, take five minutes and put it in your practice. Let's create, Uh let's come into creation mode versus just like being stuck in this, you know, automatic, just robotic mode that can come about so quickly. Yeah,
1: well, and the way I look at it, you're either spending time tuning in or tuning out. Yeah, you know, and there's, you know, like, We all tune out. I mean, life is very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. We need it sometimes. But I think tuning in is absolutely critical, just especially, especially where we at where we're at right now in the world. More and more people need to start tuning in because this is a time of creation, a time of birthing, something new. And it's glorious. So the more we can participate in that individually and collectively, I think all the, all the better for all of us and all of our kids.
0: Yes. Amen to that. So thank you so much for this conversation today. And, you know, um, this whole journey of healing beyond physical, Renata, is, you know, I hope that it's, I, I know a lot of things that you said. Have been such powerful seeds um, that are planted in the consciousness of whoever is going to be listening. And um, truly, I think today, I hope that you've gotten curious and started wondering that healing doesn't just start, you know, in our adult life. If you're someone who's planning to conceive, that work can happen for your beautiful soul baby. Even before they're conceived, I mean to me, as a mom now, that is so powerful and I want to you know and Renata included, we want to spread this word because look at the gift you can give your future child: 100 percent that healing. Yeah. And and then exactly it's like and then your lineage, because then we take it further, because it's not just you who heals when you say yes to get curious and start coming home to yourself. Right. And um what what a gift to generations yeah. before and after.
1: Well, <clears throat> it's interesting, like in a lot of Native American traditions, they talk mm-hmm. about the seven
0: generations. Yes.
1: And I you see it I mean it's so true but I also think when you when you you consciously decide to break a cycle or to heal a cycle Mm. it heals in both directions exactly Exactly. and And so you're actually it's such powerful work because you're healing your mother and her mother and her mother and your child and potentially your grandchild and your great-grandchild and however many Descendants you might have, so it's a beautiful. I mean, I can't even. It makes it like brings tears to my eyes to talk about this stuff. But it's amazing.
0: It is. It is. It's so potent medicine right here. You know, if if we're sitting and thinking, how do I be the change? This is it. You, you're not just changing yourself, but you're impacting generations. And just like you said, Renata, in the lineage, uh, yogic lineage that I follow, same, same teachings. So this wisdom is there. And, and that's why I want to just keep coming back to. This is not new things. And, you know, now science catching up to it. But ancient lineages have held this wisdom for generations and generations. And it's really an invitation to come back home to that knowing. It's in each yes. of us. So like Renata said like hands on your heart you know even if you want to re-listen to this episode come back into your heart and listen from your heart and notice what lands because it's not about the cognitive mind it's about yeah. really feeling sensing from this space and and, and you'll know where to go so Thank you so much, Renata. Is there anything before we close our conversation today that you feel inspired to share? It's something that you have coming up in the future that uh, our listeners um, to know. I'm going to keep, you know, your website and everything in the show notes, but is there anything or a final message? Um,
1: man, I, now just I wish I had a off. offering. Um,
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I think just a final message would be Just trust yourself, trust yourself. Your higher self always knows what's required for that is that you connect to that part of yourself. Um, And you can do that literally by spending five minutes a day just sitting and noticing what comes up. So simple at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but so unbelievably powerful and life-changing.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you 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 so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here, sharing space uh, with me and uh, having this really much needed conversation that the collective consciousness needs to receive in this in this very opportune time, in the Aquarian age that we're you know, moving and transitioning into deeper and deeper. So thank you so much, Renata. And uh, to our listeners and to the community that is uh, tuning in, we thank you. Um, you know, just know that you're not alone in your healing journey. And quite often, if this is very new to you, that's when I sort of invite you to sort of also ask, you know, you don't have to do this alone. There are medicine women like Renata that you can lean on and sort of walk who will walk alongside you in this journey and then you're ready and then you you know it's your journey you still have to journey it and walk those steps Um, there will be ones that will walk hold your hands through it so you don't have to feel all alone or all overwhelmed as to how do I do this Um, so please you know share your questions thoughts um, through uh, social media or through um, all these Places where you can hear this podcast and uh, keep being curious and uh, tune back in because Renata and myself, I feel, are going to come back on and have more conversations. This is not over today, but just sending everyone love in this moment. And um, Grace and needs. lots of love. Thank you for tuning in to Healing Beyond Physical. And Renata, thank you so much for your energy, for your heart and presence in this conversation. So much love to you. you.
1: So much love to you too.
0: (laughs) Thank you. And bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. And if you found this empowering, then please do take a moment and share this episode with your friends and family. And also do consider leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Here's to us each healing and coming back home to ourselves.